Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome back to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. As always, we're delighted and honoured to be your wedding planning senseis. Now, in our line of work, we come in contact with all kinds of couples who are all planning wildly different celebrations, but they've got one thing in common. Everyone wants their wedding to feel relaxed and carefree. Unfortunately, creating a chilled atmosphere is a lot harder than it sounds. In fact, if there's one thing we've learned from all our years writing about weddings, it's that throwing an effortlessly laid back party takes a lot of effort. Well, today we're teaching you how to do just that. We'll be showing you the most effective tips and tricks for putting your guests at ease and upping the fun factor of your big day. Now, Claire, you had a very laid back wedding. I feel like people were walking around all the time saying, this is so laid back. It took a lot of work to pull that off. So I really appreciate you noticing that. I know it did. I know it did. I think you're a perfect example of like you had things organized to the letter and that's why everything felt like... Everything was just kind of unfolding in front of us. Little did we know that it was planned with military precision. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the most important thing, as we'll go on to discuss, about having a laid back wedding is being able to put your guests at ease. And you're not going to be able to do that unless you've got everything in place beforehand. Yeah, so I think our tips are going to help you do that, help you be relaxed and help your guests kick back. One fab day expert wedding tips. One of the best things about this job is getting to pass on advice that we know will make the wedding planning process that little bit easier. That's why we offer up a pocket-sized wedding tip in every single episode. So Claire, it's your turn this week. What have you got? Yes, so this one comes from looking at lots of wedding videos and wedding photos where the couple's family are sitting up the front and then there's a massive gap and then there's the rest of the congregation. So my tip this week is to move up to the front at a ceremony. So this is in response to all the guests who are like, we want to be the cool guys down the back. Yeah, or I don't know if you do this. When I walk into a wedding ceremony, if it's kind of empty, I work out what level friend I am. Am I a halfway up the aisle friend? Am I a sit at the back friend? Uh, kind of based on how close I am to the couple. And then I sit accordingly. I mean, I think I've only ever been at one wedding that I wasn't involved in where I sat right up the front. I think I am a little bit different. I think I go up further than I deserve to be in the hierarchy <laughs> because I know that so many people are shy and I'm yeah. just like not shy, especially at a ceremony. I'm like, I want to hear and see everything. Yeah. So either what ends up happening is there's a gap or the ushers just kind of fill it in. And then you end up with like random, like Sarah from accounting who ends up sitting right behind the bride's mum or something like that and is in all the photographs. So that's not ideal either. So I think it's just a good idea if you're friends with a couple to not be afraid to sit up the front. And if you're the couple, ask someone to hold just enough seats for however many people need seats held for them. So generally that's just the wedding party and parents. And then to make sure everyone else bunches up and fills the seats at the front. Yeah, it's a good idea as well. It's a great groomsman job to mm. say to the, one of the groomsmen, listen, if there's a big gap, can you kind of nudge people forward or yeah. give them a bit of direction there? Yeah, I think it's a nice job to give someone who's a little bit charming and confident and won't be afraid to go up and chat to people. Or someone who's dying for a job. There's always one of those in the wedding yes. party as well. 
the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Pretty much every engaged couple we come across tells us that they want their wedding to be relaxed. But we've never once been asked, how do you have a laid back wedding? And I think that's because couples tend to think that the chill gods will magically bless them with a laid back day. Well, here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, we don't like to leave anything to chance, which is why we put this episode together. Planning a breezy, fun-filled wedding isn't hugely difficult, but it does take some determination and lots of careful planning. The good news is that we've done a significant chunk of the hard work for you by putting together a list of really useful tips. So shall we dive in? Yes. So I think first things first, the essential element of a laid back wedding is to ditch as much formality as possible. Yeah. So obviously some formalities can be really fun. Like I love the idea of like a formal like New Year's Eve black tie ball or whatever. But also on the other side of that, they can make you feel like you have to be on your best behavior. Yes, definitely. I think like a very stuffy ceremony where there's no laughter, no, none of that kind of personalization. Mm. If it feels very stiff and like everyone's nervous, that's not really going to contribute to setting the tone for a laid back day. So I think it's about looking across the entire day and choosing the elements or the formalities. Now, obviously, you're signing a legal document, so there has to be some level of yeah, decorum. And not just a big hoolie. Yeah, exactly. But from that moment aside, look at the entire rest of the day and work out what areas you might be able to leave out or how you can personalise any of the formalities that you do leave in. Yeah, I think this point and all of the points are sort of about communicating to your guests, like, you're welcome here and you can relax and like this is uh, as you said like it's a legal exchange that's happening today but this is a a party and you should feel like it's a party yeah that's exactly how it should feel so when you take that into account you kind of suddenly think things like cutting the cake and posing for photos seems a little bit unnatural because would you really do something so formal like that if you were having a party in your house or you know, throwing your mom a 70th birthday. I don't know if you'd include random rituals and photo ops. It's even from the idea that you've brought everyone to one place and they've all suddenly dressed up in your honour, which is absolutely lovely. And that's part of the celebratory element of weddings that I love. But that also does heighten everything. It kind of brings a level of expectation that makes everyone a little bit on edge. So I think even things like relaxing the dress code, not having a wedding party can be a big one because again, it just takes the weddingness out of it a little mm. bit and makes it more like a just a, a fun day out. Yeah, I think you should feel free to ditch any kind of formalities or traditions that don't resonate with you. So like you named a couple there, but like the bouquet toss might be one or you know any of those kind of things that you automatically associate with weddings yeah, but when first you th- dance is another one yeah when you think about them you go oh well I wouldn't actually choose to put that in there you mm. know if I had to design a wedding from scratch I'd never been at one before I wouldn't pick this random moment where we all dance in front of everyone <laughs> um some couples would some wouldn't yeah so I think feel free to scrap things yeah and I think making easy swaps as well can be really useful so things like have a beer toast instead of champagne if you and your other half love to drink craft beer why not do that there's no point in having champagne for the sake of it if it's not something you like or something you would Mm. normally drink um if wedding cake doesn't like get you excited you could do donuts or you could do cheesecake or or, cheesecake yeah. yeah absolutely um and then again back to the style if you 
can like change up the like white dress and the like top and tails and things like that and kind of go for something a little bit more colorful or a little bit more relaxed you'll set the tone yeah absolutely so any of these things it's all about what what works for you and your partner so Mm -hmm. we're not saying you know ditch something just because it feels formal because as I said things that feel formal can be really nice and fun and like exciting and glittery uh, but things that like maybe after you've attended a wedding might be a good time to do this or um, you know like to kind of just go through all the like bits of the formula that happened mm. in your head if you've attended a, a really traditional wedding just go through them and go like am I into this am I not yeah and I think this can work across any kind of wedding so even if you have a very religious ceremony that you feel like you're not flexible with yeah there's definitely ways to incorporate personalization into it say a very formal element like the speeches you can have them outside or do them standing up or have an open mic and then that way it just shakes it up a bit and and set tells your guests that you're at something a little bit more relaxed this time so on to our next point which you briefly touched on there which is the ceremony yes. so i think the ceremony sets the tone for the whole day it's usually yeah. at the beginning it's very very often the first thing that the guests encounter Mm. um before they even have a drink or anything like that so it definitely sets the tone it definitely all vibes flow from the ceremony yeah so i think that's why we've seen a lot of couples if you have a complete blank canvas for your day and you're not swayed with any kind of ceremony one way or the other i think the idea of having a friend conduct the ceremony and do the legal one at a different time gives you the ultimate blank canvas to be completely relaxed Again, this won't be for everybody, but yeah. if a couple is looking for like, what's my most relaxed option? I think that's it. Yeah. And I, I always think that um, ceremonies in the past or certain types of structured ceremonies can feel a bit like you're in the audience watching people on a stage. Yeah. And this is kind of about breaking down those barriers. Yeah. Again, like we have a podcast episode where we talk all about the different types of ceremonies and how you can personalize all of them, but at varying degrees of personalization. So definitely go back and listen to that. We'll link it in the show notes. Obviously you're more restricted in like a lot of religious ceremonies, but if you can sort of make it feel less like a night at the cinema (laughs) and more like an engaging thing, like we're all in this together that's a great way to approach it yeah definitely so just think again across your entire ceremony what are little touches you can do so you could have an ice cream truck outside the church yeah and at least then your guests will know even if the ice cream isn't served till after the ceremony they'll know oh that's coming up and it immediately welcomes them with a oh this is going to be a fun wedding there's going to be something a bit different about this so that even if they have to sit through something a bit more formal or traditional they know that the reception is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's that kind of shoulders relaxed down moment that yeah. like if you've ever been invited to a wedding that you don't know anything about, you'll know what I'm talking about where you kind of turn up or if you know it's maybe going to be traditional or formal and you're not sure kind of how much you're going to enjoy that. When you kind of turn up and you're a bit like, oh, I don't know what to expect here. And you see something and yeah, like you said, it just gives you this like relief of like, this is going to be great crack. Yeah. That's the moment kind of you want to give your guests sort of early on in the day. Yeah. And I think this works for every kind of ceremony, 
but to have your celebrant bring everyone along with them. Mm. So say if it's a religious ceremony and you'll have people there who aren't religious, that they feel included in the ceremony and that they are brought along and they're told what the different rituals mean. Yeah. And then likewise, if you are having a completely like DIY, you made it up as you went along kind of ceremony, mm-hmm. that the guests that are used to more traditional ones are also brought along and, f- and f- made feel included and not like, oh, this is just for the young people and <laughs> yeah, no one else knows what's going on here. Yeah, it's definitely worth, in that case, talking to your celebrant and kind of giving them a bit of background on who's invited. Like yeah. you might say, oh, I have this whole side of the family are really religious and I'd say they're a bit anxious about this or this side of the family will have been to a million weddings like this so they'll know exactly what the ceremony is about or humanism or whatever it is yeah yeah definitely it's worth saying to your celebrant to to keep those people in mind and use like inclusive language and give them a really big welcome yeah and I remember our celebrant said to us that we needed to have a unifying moment because that's what religion is so good at Mm. you know like in a catholic church you'll have the peace be with you moment and it's a really nice moment where everyone shakes hands and you smile and you see who's around you and you kind of get to turn around and have a wave yeah even the call and response in religion is all about that yeah absolutely so If you're having a non-religious ceremony, I think it's still worth trying to think of moments like that where you can um, break the ice a bit. It's like the way we always say, if something goes wrong early, it's always kind of funny. Like, you know, they can't light the candles and things like that. It does kind of break the tension a little bit. So there's a lot of things you could do. You could have blessings of the rings. You could have a group song, some kind of call and response. Just something that gets everyone feeling like we're all in this together. And yeah, as you said, less like it's an audience watching a show happen up on the stage. Mm. And I think including friends and family in the ceremony where appropriate is good as well, because even if, let's say, you have like your mom and your brother both do a little something in the ceremony. Now, they're not everyone in the congregation, but the other guests will feel a bit more at home because maybe they know your mom better than they know you. And it will kind of warm up the room. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or you might have friends from college who never saw your brother before and they're like, oh, that must be your brother. Yeah, you know, yeah. So and it gets some nice. kind of chatting and like creates a bit of a buzz. Yeah, definitely. I think any kind of way that you can personalize it is definitely welcome. Um, Our other top tip for creating a laid back ceremony is to keep it short and sweet. Yeah, because you want people to leave on a high. Like I always think it's great to have an amazing exit song, like a really mm. like bolstering like gospely one always does really yeah. well you want people to kind of walk away from the ceremony just buzzing and if they're like but is completely numb because it's been two hours and they really need to use the loo and <laughs> there's all these other things going yeah. on in their head um that's gonna you know detract from the relaxation yeah a little bit definitely and in the same vein as that i think choosing the readings and the music deserves a lot of thought and to pick things that are the right tone and the right feel that you're looking for. So again, like I love the idea of a formal ceremony, like covered in flowers mm. with the string quartet and these beautiful like lyrical poems being read. And that's all really lovely and really romantic. But if what you're looking for is just the ultimate party, yeah, then the reading should reflect that and be a little bit lighter and a little bit more 
yeah fun and sweet rather than like lofty and romantic yeah i think if appropriate a bit of humor and lightness is is really good to have in a ceremony like at my brother's wedding which was a catholic ceremony the priest was gas and just kept making all these jokes and we were all laughing the whole way through (laughs) like that was appropriate because that if the priest kind of led it that way yeah it wouldn't maybe work for another priest who's a bit more serious and a bit more like reverential in the way like he presents himself but um there's definitely room for lols in the ceremony yeah a lot, in a lot of cases yeah so again definitely make sure you give our episode on humanist weddings with Emer Dillon a listen and um, we also have another one on personalizing any kind of ceremony so give that a listen too and we have a feature on the website about writing your own ceremony so if you decide to go down that route we have all the tips for that too all linked in the show notes yes so the next tip now is to get your guests socializing which kind of sounds like that's not your job as a couple but there are things you can do to lead them in that direction yeah absolutely nobody likes forced fun and nobody (laughs) likes being told like you know when you're chatting with your good friends or catching up with your friends and someone is taking you away from that to push you towards someone else yeah you don't necessarily want that but what you do want is the idea of your aunties and your best mates having a chat in the queue for the loo or like getting the guests that don't really know anyone to feel comfortable mingling and talking to other people. Yeah, that's one of my favourite things that I've taken away from friends' weddings is that like I'll still be like, and how's your auntie? Because like before I didn't know her and now, you know, I feel like I know her intimately because we had, you know, a 25 minute chat or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, It's great for like enriching friendships yeah and I think the hen and the stag play a big part in this as well Mm. in setting a tone early on and I hear a lot of couples be like oh I don't really want a big hen I don't have all Mm. my aunts and cousins at my hen but actually that can set the tone for a more crackfield wedding because if all your friends and all your family have met beforehand it means on the day there's none of that breaking noise they already have things in common and things to laugh about yeah I was at a wedding before where uh, like me and my partner both knew sort of around the same amount of people and we knew the couple equally well but he didn't get to go on the stag and I did get to go on the hen and he just kept looking at me throughout the day being like how are you like Ms. Popular with all these people <laughs> like I just we all got on really well like I kept stopping in the middle of like walking somewhere to be like here how'd you get on with your dress you were telling me like that something happened with the alterations or whatever so it was really really nice so it is a good opportunity to do that also maybe like a night before drinks thing yeah could provide a bit of that as well I know you don't want to like jam pack your night before your wedding with like a big social occasion but um yeah maybe like a little get together or like welcomey thing yeah, the night and, before and we'll talk about choice of venue in a few minutes but the idea of everyone staying in one place can really contribute towards this as well particularly if it's a weekend long wedding mm, um, or destination yeah destination weddings definitely lend themselves to being more fun because everyone's kind of thrown in together um, and people spark individual friendships without the couple having to interfere too much. Yeah. There's also like fun things you can include in the day that kind of force people to mingle. Like if you have a photo booth, there's going to be mingling. Yeah. Um, I love looking back at the photo booth photos from our wedding and being like, how did those two people end up there together? <laughs> and chances are one person was just impatient and wanted to yeah. get in the queue <laughs> ahead of them. Um, so like things like wedding bingo at the tables is always yeah. great for that or if you do like set up for people to take bets on how long the speeches are mm. all that kind of thing like food as well if it's buffet style or if you've got food trucks that naturally gets people a bit more 
chatty in a chattier mood yeah definitely um the photo walls as well are really good or when you leave photos or notes on the table it gets yes guests having something immediately in common and something to share with each other yeah definitely and it, it is worth bearing in mind as well when you're doing your table plan like which guests maybe don't know that many people mm. which guests might get on like I think we've talked about on the show before that um you know like often you might kind of match make with your table plan yeah like I'm sometimes I would say often the friend who people put beside a random person because they know I will just chat away and I don't that won't like ruin my dinner whereas for a very shy person it actually could yeah so I think keeping all of that in mind during the table plan making process is important as well yeah definitely you don't want to put all the quiet people together yeah um so yeah it's worth keeping that in mind another thing i think that's worth keeping in mind is actually the balance of your overall guest list um so say think of the guests who you know will like be kind of bringing the fun and i hate to say that in a like you'll have guests that are more cracks than others because you know they're all your friends and family and they're all worthy of being there but if, say, you have a lot of aunts and uncles coming and they're of a certain age and you think they might be, like, kind of more sitting down Go in the home evening, at half ten kind of people. Yes. Then you need to have enough of your pals to balance that age. Yeah. Um, likewise, if you have a lot of parents of young children, they'll be there and they'll be as present as they can be, but they also might be running around after Also go home at half ten <laughs> yeah, kind of people, exactly. potentially. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's just about weighing it up so that there's a good mix of people on the day, just so that you make sure that, yeah, it has the right kind of flow and balance to it. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, but it's a great shout to kind of think about this very early on during guest list making stage. Yeah. Because often you'll find that it doesn't affect your budget hugely to add another maybe six people into the mix but if you have six friends who aren't you know your best best friends and you're not sure but you know that they are like rent a party yeah it might be a great idea to invite them if you have a lot of you know guests who are a bit quieter a bit more shy we all have those friends that are like kind of our night out friends yeah that maybe we don't meet them for coffee or for lunch so we don't know if it'd be appropriate to ask to them ask, to your wedding yeah. but I bet they'll be delighted the afters is another handy one for that to kind of give the party a bit of an injection at a point in the day after dinner yes. and everything like that and then the people who naturally will go home a bit early and like no shade to those people because I have been those that person <laughs> and I've also been the person who's up late like way past the bride and groom so we're all that person at one point in our lives yeah uh you kind of fill that gap then so yeah. if you have a big group of let's say if you have a, a good few elderly relatives and you know for a fact they're not going to be able to stay out all night yeah and you have a, an injection of other folk coming for the afters yeah the it's, party it's, crowd. it's nice for creating a balance so this is probably i would say it's my favorite tip and the biggest tip from where i'm sitting mm-hmm. which is make sure you and your partner are relaxed on the day so when you think about a wedding no matter even if you're kind of a shyer couple even if you're not look at me people everyone will be looking at you <laughs> every ev saws <laughs> everyone will be like kind of your energy will flow onto everyone else's whether mm. you like it or not um everyone will be looking to you for guidance on like what kind of a day is this um so your energy is really important if you'll allow me to get a bit mumbo jumbo for a minute your <laughs> energy will. is really important and if you're stressed or tense at all 
even yeah. subconsciously all of your guests will pick up on it so this is really important now I'm sure me saying this is just making you stressed <laughs> how am I going to be really relaxed um, it's actually for most couples this won't be a problem um, but it is worth taking a few measures in advance to just ensure that you're giving yourself and your partner a great chance to be really relaxed and stress-free on the day which will then flow on to everyone else yeah like part of that for us was getting ready together so I'm yes. like prone to being a bit anxious ahead of a social occasion so it meant that I didn't have that because we got ready together so there wasn't this big reveal moment that yeah. I would have been nervous about Um, again we got the legalities out of the way a few days before so it meant on the day it was just about having a fun celebration it wasn't about signing anything or just getting anything yeah. correct but again, it's personal to you. So it's whatever will put you at ease. So if that's spending the morning with all your friends, that's great. Or if that's spending the morning on your own and getting into the zone, do that either. I think wedding videos are a really good indicator. Like we feature a lot of wedding films on the site and you can always see the most fun ones are always the ones where the couple were just so happy, so relaxed, yeah. having so much crack. So yeah, it's just about you and your other half deciding and being really deliberate about having fun on the day and not being worried and not being stressed and having a conversation about it beforehand to make sure you're both on the same page. Yeah, I think in the short term, this is kind of about the week leading up to the wedding, like making sure that that's like an enjoyable week for you. You're not stressed with loads of last minute bits. The night before, the day before, making sure again, you're not up till 5 a.m., tying bows on a chair uh, you're getting lots of sleep you feel like you know what's going on everything that is going relatively according to plan mm. the morning of like who's in the room with you we talked before about appointing a glam manager who will yes. like subtly tell like give a job to anyone who's stressing you out that will occupy that person for 45 minutes and give you a break yeah all of that stuff in the week up to the wedding and up to basically when the ceremony happens leaving yourself loads of time as well like leaving more time than you need for basically everything in that last week I yeah. think is a good shout because then you'll never feel rushed yeah and having everyone else around you briefed so no one's asking you questions yeah. is really helpful That's too a great one. because I think on the day when everyone's like looking at you and taking like sneaky photos on their phone if your mum is coming up to you being like and what happens next or what time are we doing the photos at or something like that you just look a bit pulled in two directions which is not what you want because again the minute you look stressed your guests start to wonder what's wrong and they're looking around them for something to be wrong yeah and obviously you can control other people so like let's say if you know like your sister is a big stress head and she's in your bridal party because you love her (laughs) but you know that she is going to be stressed on the day no matter what she's going to find some tiny thing to obsess about that's fine you have to just accept that she'll go on her own little path and that's fine um don't worry about other people because you can't control them just worry about you and your partner you can absolutely put measures in place to control how you guys feel on the day yeah and then everything else you just have to accept we'll go how it goes yeah definitely and then I think as well, like in terms of you spoke about the short term things mm. you can do, I think long term, like whatever stage you're at now and you're planning um, to, to kind of think about the day as a whole and what you can ditch and what you can do to make life easier for yourself. So, yeah, cutting out the DIY projects, limiting any unnecessary faff that's just going to add excess or worry or work to your day. Yeah. And again, as we always say, aim to get everything done a month out so you're not worried in the last few weeks I actually started to hear loads of couples in real weddings say this now that they actually 
had as one of their priorities from the very early days we want to be relaxed Mm. and of course loads of people say that but they'll follow it up with so we wanted things to be we wanted the wedding planning process to go smoothly and to not have stress so they a lot of couples now go into wedding planning going when I'm making a decision I'm going to ask myself will this stress me out in six months time or on the day and if so even if it's a big element and something we quite are quite interested in and really want we're going to consider ditching it because ultimately is it more important that me and my partner are really relaxed and have a great time and are well rested and happy on the day or is it more important that we have this amazing DIY donut wall yeah and I think it's about either scrapping things all together or throwing money at them to make them work for you yeah so that might mean having a day of planner it yeah. might mean outsourcing more of the work for your wedding, delegating, yeah. or just yeah, having things off your plate. Yeah, um, especially in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. That's extra important. So the next point then seems obvious. It is to make your guests feel welcome. Yes, it might seem obvious, but it's very crucial. It is. And I think a good way to think about this is if you can think of someone in your life who's a great host and you Mm. love going to their house or think of a time you went to their house and you just felt really like cozy and instantly welcomed and like, what did they do? Like, what is it about them that made you feel welcome? I think amid all of the wedding chatter, couples forget that first and foremost they are hosts they're hosting Mm -hmm. a party because there's so much of it being like it's your day and like you're a princess (laughs) yeah you enjoy it now yeah Yeah. and that's absolutely true but also you're a host so it's up to you to bring everyone along with you and make everyone else feel relaxed too so yeah there's a lot of different ways you can do this and a lot of it again is about preparation so it's setting up a uh, cloakroom so that your guest coats yeah. are taken off them as they arrive and they don't have to worry about yeah. where they're gone <laughs> it's a welcome drink so people are you know not kind of looking around for one it's taking care of their the drink in their hand two minutes after they walk in yeah the things that we've talked about before like having the playlist um where all the guests contribute so that they feel like, oh, that's my song and I was included and I'm part yeah, of this day. Yeah, love that idea. Again, the welcome note on the table. Just little touches that just make it so much nicer and so much more like you really wanted them there. And it's not just that you had a wedding and you filled a room. It's that each individual that's there is important to you and they're welcome. Yeah, Claire, you and me were at a wedding where the day started with a drinks reception and the father of the groom gave a speech Mm. at the very start. So the speeches were like scattered throughout the day, which again is like great for informalizing things. But what was nice about that, as well as the fact that I got to have a drink for the entire ceremony, um, (laughs) and I was well on by the time the ceremony happened, was that it was right up front in the day, someone was welcoming me, Mm. which was really, really nice. Yeah, And you don't often get that. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah, definitely. So even ushers there as you arrive or ask maybe the dads to be there to welcome people because obviously the couple aren't always there yeah at the very start or often say if you have a church wedding and a hotel reception the couple might go off for photos in the middle so people arrive to a hotel or a venue and there's not really a, a proper welcome mm. and they're kind of wondering where they're supposed to go so I think having 
the family members there or the parents there to welcome everyone or maybe have the wedding party there whatever works um just so that guests feel like oh there's someone in charge here and there's a host and we're being welcomed yeah and our next point is like very similar it's make your guests feel at ease now to me this is more about like logistics and yes. making sure all the information is communicated yeah so I feel instantly at ease when I know like roughly where I have to be and when and what time dinner is at all of that kind yeah. of stuff <laughs> I love to know that I don't need like detail I don't need to know like starter at you know 904 or yeah. anything like that but I just need to know enough that I don't like you know run off and uh, miss like a big element of the day um yeah. So I think having the wedding timeline on a piece of signage is great. Yep. Or you can also do a version of it on your wedding website or on your invitation to just let people know. I mean, why am I beating around the bush? I want to know what time I'm getting fed, basically, yep. is yep. the most important thing in my Legit. life. So even if dinner is late, it's it says seven o'clock and it's not till eight. Like, I don't mind as long as I have like a rough idea. Yeah. I feel like I can really, yeah, shoulders relax and I can just yeah. get into the day then. Plan canapes and snacks accordingly. Exactly. Mm. And I think, yeah, signage, as you mentioned, around a venue, just so that people know, you know, if you're at the drinks reception and you're wondering where dinner is. Now, a lot of your guests might be laid back and they're not going to mind. But it's about thinking, I guess, of your most freshy guest yeah who will be like oh where do I go for dinner and what's happening next yeah especially if it does feel to them like an untraditional wedding they're like will we be sitting for dinner like you know when people get a bit mm. nervous or if they know say if, if it's a food truck dinner yeah but there are seats and things just to be able to be like seating area that way or something just that there's signs that people know like oh it's okay I know what's going to happen next and they're just put at ease yeah definitely if there's something to tell guests and some venues will have this like inherently and they'll have the signage that directs people if guests have an opportunity to have a little goo at the ceremony space or the reception space or the dance floor before the fact yeah that can often put you at ease because you're like oh look, this is lovely and then you know you don't worry anymore yeah but yeah as you said there could be one freddie guest who's like oh my god will i be able to sit on these chairs like or am i going to be put on some kind of bench yeah you know and again, I know that we're always stressing like not to worry about what like Auntie Mary thinks. And we're still very much of that ethos. But I guess it's uh, if your aim is the most laid back mm. wedding possible, these are the steps to take. Yeah, more information, I think, generally is better on the day. Now, we always say limit the information before the day. Yes. Um, but on the day to have people know what's happening when and where everything's going on sounds simple but can have a big impact yeah there are some other touches you can do i think like hiring transport or having a number of a local taxi company or something like that's really nice so that people aren't worried about how they'll be getting home you know having an open bar for an hour let's say if there's a bit of the day that is not accounted for drinks wise Mm. there's loads of things that will just and that's not necessarily even about buying people a free drink but just making sure that there's enough drinks for people or people are able to be served um at the time of the day where they're like dying for a drink like post ceremony or whatever yeah and then again always thinking about guests that maybe have additional needs um, Mm. and perhaps need a little bit of extra attention on the day i always think with guests who have any kind of special requirements it's great to have a chat with them because some people will be very casual and be like i'm sure they've looked after it but some people will be like 
I don't know have they remembered that I need this special access or whatever so it's yeah. always better to just say it I think in yeah. advance and just be like oh just so you know the venue's accessible or oh we've sorted out a chair for you for this yeah. por- portion of the day and then they just never need to think about it again yeah because the last thing you want is someone at your drinks reception seeing a step up to the reception room and wondering how they're going to navigate that when you've already thought about it and have it prepped Let and not know. wanting to like run up to the bride and groom or the bride and bride or the groom and groom and be like yeah. hi um because you would feel a bit even though it's something you need you would feel a bit like you're taking them out of their moment yeah so yeah i think having that stuff sorted and communicating to the person that you've got it sorted just gets everything out of the way and everyone can relax then yeah again it's about being a great host that's what a great host would do yes a great host would also think about the flow of the day so this is another one that i think can be quite vital in creating a relaxed atmosphere and this is a hard one to even talk about because it's really about striking a perfect balance Mm. which is going to be different for every couple but you don't want loads of lulls in the day no where people are like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. Or you don't want just five hours of mingling because that sounds like a bit intense. But you also <laughs> don't want to overstuff the schedule for the day because sometimes in a wedding, if there's loads of entertainment, which I love, you feel like, oh, I didn't really get to chat to people or I didn't get yeah. to catch up with that person. And it can kind of, you can kind of feel like you're a bit being like, sh- like sheeped around yeah. <laughs> from area to area. Yeah, like sometimes it could be that a couple have chosen an amazing venue and they want people to see all the different spaces. But again, that's not always conducive to a laid back vibe. Yeah. Um, likewise, you might be trying so hard to create a fun wedding that between the magicians and the fire breathers and the Irish dancers, you haven't left enough time for any actual fun to happen. Back in the day when I used to go to a lot of press events, this was a very common feeling yes. where like they would want to show you like a collection of clothing or uh, it was a drinks launch or something and you would genuinely want to see like the clothes or taste the drink but you never got a chance because they were so busy like shoving random novelties in your face and it was just yeah it was always a bit of a like stress like just like a, a one stress would lead to another stress and you know you want to give people the chance to enjoy the main event which is like yeah family friends and love and celebration yeah so again if you're lucky enough to be going to a wedding before your own I think that's a good time to take note of the flow of other people's days Mm. and did the drinks reception feel too long or too short were the speeches too long or too short where they put them like did they divide them across the courses or were they all at the end or were they all the start when you were starving and try and work out then how to structure your own day from there and I am going to talk about my stomach again. Um, just to say that one thing I think um, in this vein, in the flow of the day chat that needs to be said is make sure guests have enough to eat because hangry yeah. guests equals no fun for anyone. No fun at all. So yeah, put yourself in your guest shoes throughout the whole day Definitely. and work out at what times will they be hungry, thirsty, tired, sleepy Yeah, um, and then plan it accordingly. They're not like toddlers who need every whim Aren't catered for, <laughs> but they're not far off. No. Is what I'd say. <laughs> uh, the next point is a real simple one, actually, in terms of the couple's workload, mm. uh, which is book a great band DJ or other form of entertainment. 
Yes. So again, like this is easy enough to do. We have a lot of recommended suppliers on our site, which are worth checking out. If you can go to a band's showcase. Yeah. Um, if Great not, idea. try and see a video of their work just because reading a blurb about a band will not give you an indication of whether or not they'll fill the dance floor on the night. Yeah, I was at a wedding last summer and still to this day when I think of the wedding, the band is one of the first things I think mm. of and the music at the drinks reception. And, you know, the couple went to see them and picked them personally, knowing that they would suit their crowd. Yeah. And as well suit their music tastes. Um, so it just worked really well. So, yeah, I would say put put a good bit of effort into choosing the entertainment and, and try and test it out if you can at all beforehand. Yeah. And that's why we always recommend booking your entertainment as early as possible, because it's one of the elements that gets booked up really quickly. It sure does. Choosing the right venue. So we've kind of mentioned this here and there, um, but... I think this is another essential one in setting the tone. So again, it doesn't mean that you can't have a fun house party in a very grand castle, Mm -hmm. but it's just about choosing somewhere that will emphasize all of the things you're trying to do to put your guests at ease. So that's probably choosing somewhere with great service, great food, really nice communal spaces. So not lots of little rooms where everyone's separate separated separated. yeah so it's just about again thinking of the flow ideally an outdoor element tends to contribute to a relaxed day and yeah just kind of looking at it overall again somewhere that's not too formal that gives you a table setup you want so a lot of couples will want long tables they feel like that's a bit less formal so it's looking at things like that as well that are, are kind of very logistical and you're not necessarily thinking of fun when you're looking at yeah trestle tables yeah but really it can actually contribute to the overall feel of the day yeah I think you know yourself when you go on venue visits you can pick up easily whether the venue has a bit of a more formal vibe or maybe not the whole venue but maybe one particular room that actually you're going to be spending most of the day in for example um so it's just something to keep in mind and another thing for your list of boxes to tick Mm that if you're really after an informal kind of a day you want a venue that has a relaxed welcoming kind of a cozy feel yeah yeah um, and there's a couple of things as well you should kind of get straight with your venue before you book or just make sure you're happy with mm. um, again some of them not so sexy so like the curfew what their drinks license is if there are any noise restrictions yeah these are things that you not might not necessarily think of when you're first chatting to your venue Um, Although they are listed on our list of questions to ask your venue Mm. in our checklist, which we will link in the show notes. You might not think of them as being your top priority, but actually if if you have like a a. 5am kind of party in mind, they are a priority for you. Yeah, residence bar is a big one. Um, A lot of guests, it doesn't matter if they go to bed at 2am or 7am, it's that they know that if they want, they can stay up in the residence bar till 7am. Sets the tone for a more laid back occasion. You pace yourself. Yeah. You do. Yeah definitely um so those are definitely things to look out for before you commit to your venue and also like you said the layout like before you sign on that dotted line like make sure that you're happy with and can imagine how the day will flow where people will be and how they'll move around the venue yeah definitely and our final tip for creating a laid-back wedding is, after saying all this, not to overthink it. <laughs> I love that I just shoved this in at the end to be like, sorry that we sounded so pedantic in this episode. <laughs> but as we said up top, 
it takes a lot of effort to yeah. create an effortless vibe. So I suppose what I mean here is guests love any element in a wedding that's like a bit unusual mm. or a bit wacky. Yeah. Like, you know, a magician, a fire artist, <laughs> something like that. A glitter station. I know you're partial to Claire. I'm a big fan. Uh, but at this, So definitely consider those things. But at the same time... Um, don't feel like you have to throw a bunch of gimmicks at your day. Yeah, you don't need to have novelty at every turn. One no. or two choice details is great. Also, that means that the ones you choose, you put effort into and they're a bit more personalised. Whereas if like, I don't know, you've got yeah the ice cream truck and the donut wall and the glitter station and the fire breathers and people are like, none of this really seems like them. Yeah. Um, that's not going to help the day seem laid back. <laughs> Or it just turns into a carnival where like you're having a great time, but you've like forgotten it's a wedding and you, yeah. <laughs> you haven't actually chatted to anyone and uh, you haven't even looked in the couple's direction because uh, you've been in the queue for the carousel. You're so distracted <laughs> by all the like shiny baubles. Um, so, yeah, like definitely don't feel pressure to stuff your day with loads of elements that are there, you know, to get people mingling and to give people a lull and to put people at ease um really it's about you know like we always say you know everything in moderation picking mm. a few things that you think really really will work well focusing on those and not going to town and not giving yourself unnecessary stress yeah we did feature one wedding on the site that had a kissing booth which i thought was really sweet how did that work i think couples just got in and had a go okay <laughs> I remember the wedding, but I remember at the time being like, what happens in the kissing booth? Yeah, it made for some cute photos. Because in a carnival, don't you like pay to like, isn't there like a woman sits yeah, in the booth and, and you pay her, which and, yeah. is a bit pro- problematic, isn't it? Yeah, no, uh, consenting couples only in the <laughs> kissing booth. I think by kissing booth, you mean like a sign that said kissing booth. It's yeah. like the summer version of mistletoe. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm on board with that. <laughs> um, But yeah, so like... I guess what we're trying to say with this point is while it does take effort to plan a relaxed wedding, it's not rocket science. And if you've taken care of the main points, which are inviting terrific people who you love mm-hmm. and really want to spend a load of time with and you and your partner are relaxed, that's like halfway there. Yeah, definitely. I think another small touch that goes a long way is briefing all of your suppliers and letting yeah. them know that relaxed is your top priority. Yeah. And they'll kind of fall in line with that too. And it helps them with whatever they're creating for your day, whether it's the food, the cake, the rings, the flowers, that they will keep that in mind in whatever they make as well. And it'll look relaxed. So again, your florist will give you a hand-tied loose bouquet rather than a very formal posy. Or your caterer might do, as you said, sharing platters rather than... yeah. A formal sit down meal and that's off your plate. You've told them you want something relaxed and then they're going to look after it. Yeah, definitely use the words like relaxed, laid back, chilled with your suppliers and they'll pick up on that and then they'll infuse their part of the day with that. I would also say as well, except that things will probably go wrong. Small things. Mm. Um, Like like I said earlier about, you know, your sister being a stress head. If one of your uncles always tells bad jokes and like always offends someone, but you've decided to invite him anyway. You know, you just have to kind of accept that that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and just tell yourself, look, I'm not going to worry about that anymore. Equally, like, tiny things, like if you order something on Amazon for 
the reception decor doesn't arrive on time or the flower girl spills something all over herself five minutes before the ceremony. Small things like this or things that are just plainly out of your control. Yeah. Just kind of mentally put them in a little ball and set them out to sea before the wedding. Yeah. Relaxed means relaxed. And that means that you have to have that attitude Mm. to your approach to the day. And so... If you're normally really tense, you do have to kind of have a word with yourself yep. and be like, none of this matters. Yeah. If my ultimate priority is that my friends and family have a good time and that I have a good time, I need to let go of all that. Exactly. And our very, very final and arguably most important tip is trust that it will be amazing. Trust that you'll have an amazing day. Everyone will get on board. Go into it with a positive mindset. Yeah. And that will already set you on the road to being really relaxed. One fab day. Listener Dilemmas. If there's one thing we've learned in all our years writing about weddings, it's that the road to the big day doesn't always run smoothly. So in this part of the show, we put our heads together to tackle a listener dilemma. Selena, you've got one ready for us, I believe. I do. Now, I have edited this one for clarity and for time reasons, um, because this lovely listener gave us loads of detail. So here is the dilemma. I'm having two bridesmaids, my sister who lives abroad and my best friend. My partner has two brothers, so this matches up nicely. But my best friend has just found out that she's pregnant and she's due to give birth on my wedding day. She's said that she'll still be at the hen when she's eight months pregnant, but likely not the wedding day. But that she might get a coordinating dress in case she can make it. What should I do now? I have another close friend who I could ask to step in, but I would need to discuss this with my best friend and wait until she's ready to announce the pregnancy. While it would be nice to give my best friend the option of choosing to be bridesmaid or not, I think it will lead to extra expenses and we had planned to keep the wedding party small for this reason. Also, while I love my sister dearly, she can be challenging at times and another bridesmaid would make a great buffer on the morning of the wedding. My fiancé is worried that I'll arrive to the church stressed and worked up if it's just me, my sister and my mum. And for my sister to plan my hen party from abroad on her own would be difficult. I'm also wondering how my other friend will take being the second choice bridesmaid if I do ask her to step in. So my question is, how can I accommodate my friend who's pregnant, but also get the support I need on the day? It's a lot of detail, but that's very helpful. It is. This is one of the dilemmas where I was like, we need all this detail. Yes. (laughs) Um, I would say the first thing you have to ditch here is... um, I think you have to sacrifice whatever the cash element might be of potentially having three bridesmaids. Yeah, I don't think you can sack your pregnant bridesmaids. No, I think what you have to do is go forward with two to three bridesmaids is the amount of bridesmaids you're having and be happy with either. So be happy if your friend is still pregnant, but is happy, is, you know, comfortable enough to make it to the wedding. Mm. And be happy if, you know, she's had the baby or she's not able to make it because she's, you know, you know, having a a disaster of a time with her belly. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She can barely get out of bed, which I'm sure happens towards the end. Yeah. Um, So I think you need to accept both scenarios. But yeah, I think you need to kind of give up the money thing. It won't cost that much extra in terms of like hair and makeup if she is there on the day. Yeah. It sounds like she might be open to... Um, contributing towards the dress maybe because she's obviously said she realizes it's inconvenient um, so you could broach that with her but I don't think for the amount of extra money it will cost you to have one more bridesmaid who may or may not be there in the day I think it will save a lot of drama 
Yeah. Because that way you can have a conversation with your pregnant friend and say, oh, I really want um, a bit of support on the morning of the wedding um, because you know how my sister gets or whatever. Mm. So I'm going to ask, you know, Sheila to join the bridal party. And I think your pregnant friend will be relieved. Yeah, definitely. That's Particularly some of her with duties. the hen party planning as well. Because mm. again, she doesn't know how she's going to be at eight months. If she can make it to the hen and she's able to give it her all, that's great. But if not, it'll take the pressure off. I don't think your third friend will be offended that she wasn't asked. I'm sure if you just explained that you would have really liked her, but you were trying to keep the party small. Yeah. Um, but you've decided to have another bridesmaid and you'd love her to be part of it. It's about how you approach it. Yeah. Um, and not have it seem like she's second choice. Um, I think that's totally fair. Again, though, you can always not have her as bridesmaid and have her there on the day and ask her to help out with the hen. Like, she doesn't need a job title to do that. Yeah. But I'm sure she'd be really flattered to be asked as well. And I think it would be a good idea to have her in the room. As you said, like, you obviously know yourself that you might be a bit stressed if it's just you, your mom and your sister. Yeah. Um. Again, you can ask her to be in the room and not be a bridesmaid. But yeah, I think even if you say to this other friend, like, oh God, I don't know what got into me. I just got it into my head that we had to have two groomsmen and two bridesmaids. And then these two girls in a podcast pointed out that we could have two groomsmen (laughs) and three bridesmaids and it would be fine. And then I thought, great, I'm going to ask, you know, Sheila again. Yeah, definitely don't worry about it being symmetrical or even. Yeah. um, Because you can always work out the logistics of, well, the photographer can always work out the logistics of the balloon and the aisle and whatever else are the things that you were trying to match up. Um, yeah, so don't worry about that at all. Definitely keep your pregnant friend on board. Yeah. Um, because it's pretty much up to her how she is on the day and if she can make it or not. But I don't think it's fair to demote her just because no. she's... And <laughs> she, she can't predict to what's going to happen either. No. Um, um, she and doesn't know it's going to pan out. If she hasn't announced it yet, it's obviously early days for her. So she'll still be working it all out. Um, I think as well, you can always ask her if it's okay if you have a word with... The friend we're calling now Sheila. Yeah. Um, early if if it's still another few weeks before she's ready to announce it, um, because I guess then that way you can kind of get everything straight yourself and you're not waiting another month or two. Um, yeah, I'm sure she won't mind if you ask her permission in advance. Tell everybody that before the day is out, we shall have a wedding or a hanging. Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh? Your non-wedding homework this week. If you feel like you're up to your eyes in wedding planning, this part of the show was made just for you. We're encouraging you to step away from the wedding and indulge in a little downtime, even if it's just once a week. So Claire, it's your turn this episode. What is your recommendation? So my recommendation this week is the One Second Every Day app, which I have been using since the start of the year. And I have missed the odd day, but I've been mostly consistent with it. And I record a second of every day. And then at the end of the year, I'll have a video of my whole year. Oh, wow. So do you, are you in the videos or is it up to you? Sometimes it's a bit of a selfie. Other times it's just me walking along, cry, across the road. I thought you were going to say walking <laughs> along crying. <laughs> Sometimes it's just Sometimes me it's crying into a bowl of soup at lunchtime. Like this video is going to be great. Uh, I took one in the studio when we got in earlier. You did? I didn't I did. even see you. So sneaky. I know, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I just take a little, could be what I'm eating that day. 
all different things but what I think is really nice for couples getting married because obviously it's a big year mm. um, and you've got all this build up and then you have the day itself and then you have your honeymoon and there's just like lots of fun stuff happening so I think the year you get married is a really nice time to do it and also you can forget that other stuff happened the year yeah. that you got married like you tried this amazing restaurant that you loved and you met your friend's baby for the first time or like all of these things that can get like lost and swept up in the wedding kind of hype yeah so yeah I think that's a great shout so yeah I'm very excited to see how it turns out at the end of the year will you be posting it on onefabday.com probably just on my Instagram but yeah okay (laughs) we'll all be looking out for that one the one fab date wedding podcast thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the one fab day wedding podcast we hope you're feeling inspired to plan the most fun day ever as always we'd love to hear which wedding related issues are troubling you and which topics you'd like discussed on future episodes so please do get in touch you can email us at hello at onefabday.com or dm us on social we're at onefabday on all the major social channels We'd also love it if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. We read all of them and recommend us to any engaged pals, either in person or via WhatsApp or social. This helps us grow our audience, so we'd really, really appreciate it. And be sure to click over to onefabday.com after this episode has finished playing. Selena and I have got new features going up every single day across real weddings, planning guides and more. So please do pay us a visit. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast.